I'm Relevant Magazine and RelevantMagazine.com. It's the Relevant Podcast. It's the week of September 2nd, 2011. Welcome to the post-summer era, right? Isn't like Labor Day kind of the... It's still hot outside. We're, we're in Florida. It's going to be hot outside for a while. What? Yeah. Uh, this is The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and here with me in our hot Orlando studios. It's not hot. It's been overcast the last couple of days. Uh, is the lovely Maya Strang. Is my hot wife. Is my hot wife. Ooh, there you go. That's why it's hot. Is it hot in here or is it just you? Just me. Okay. Uh, it might also be the guy to your left, Josh Lewin Loveless. Hey, people. On I don't sc- think I actually said hi. Oh. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Thanks for clearing that up. Hey. On the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello. On the ones and twos, our illustrious producer, Chad Michael Snavely. Hello, friends. We have a great podcast lined up for you today. Uh, coming up later, we have a live uh, studio performance by New Lore, a new group you're going to like a lot. And we also tell you the inside story behind the scenes of the brand new issue of Relevant Magazine, which is out now. But up first, your entertainment releases, music coming out on Tuesday, September 6th, The Rapture with In the Grace of Your Love, Daniel Bashta, The Sounds of Daniel Bashta, that makes sense. It does. Uh, Hugh Laurie, uh, the, literally the actor from House, Hugh Laurie yeah. is coming out with the album Let Them Talk. Also coming out, Peter Wolf Cryer. Is that his real name? Wow, like that's amazing. Cry- that's hard to do. Peter Wolf Cryer is the name. <laughs> is Wolf Cryer one word? Two. <laughs> Two words. I was say, what if that was your last name? That'd be awesome. <laughs> Isn't the character Peter who cried wolf? Yeah. So yeah. his name is Peter Wolf Cryer. I mean, he might have made it that. It's a band, so I'm guessing, oh, it is it's, a band. I'm it's, guessing it's the band's. I mean, it could be the front man's name. I doubt it. But I, it, Not the bass player's? No. The bass no, player never, but gets, it never gets his own band. one person that was his real name, it'd be really cool. It'd be amazing. Uh, Garden of Arms. And then, uh, last but not least, The Drums coming out with Portamento. Movies coming out on Friday, September 9th. Uh, oh, that's terrifying. Contagion. The not, Matt Damon, Jude Law. Mm. Not going to see that. Yeah, you're not allowed to see that. Scary because it could happen. I already watched enough. Right. <laughs> Terrifying. Are, are, are you a germaphobe, Maya? No. Um, she has. She has. Uh, I have tendencies. Fear tendencies. <laughs> Maya, do you own a SARS mask? No. <laughs> also coming out, Warrior, starring Joel Edgerton, and uh, Main Street, starring Orlando Bloom and Colin Firth. So that'll do it for your entertainment releases. We're moving fast. We are moving fast this time. Coming up next, slices. Listening to St. Vincent, the song is cruel. The song is cruel. Uh, it's playing right now on Relevant TV and Relevant FM. It's from her upcoming album. It's the first single from her upcoming album, Strange Mercy. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Leagues, the song Magic, from their debut EP. 
Uh, it's playing right now on Relevant FM, and the EP is streaming on the drop. You can listen to the whole thing for free. That's right. Check Good it stuff. out. Okay, it's time for slices. What do you have, Jesse? All right. Well, the, the, I have a, a two for today. They're both pretty short. So the first one I liked because it sort of played into our question of the week feedback, mm. which is a scenario for a possible fall show. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, this story takes place in Salt Lake City, Utah, where two teenage boys were. I'm going to actually read the first sentence. And really, this could be the premise for a TV show. Two Salt Lake City teenage boys Building a fort on a lazy summer afternoon, a little more than a week ago, found a hidden treasure that could have built them a much nicer fort. <laughs> well, anything sounds okay. like a movie plot when you read it like that. <laughs> One man. So, what I'm just saying, a lazy Sunday afternoon, two teenage boys in the summer. Yeah, plus, what teenagers these days are building forts? Are you kidding me? That- they're, they're, they live in Utah, dude. I mean, <laughs> well, I was going to say, when I was a kid, I loved building forts, but I think that probably true trailed off by the time I hit the teens. So what, ha- what happens? So anyway, th- these two teenage boys are in the woods and the story gets a little weird. They found a golf ball and then they decided to abandon the fort for a while and just have fun rolling the ball down a hill. Um, so they went to go to the bottom of the hill to get their golf well, ball. Wait, a golf ball. So they're not, they're not anywhere near a golf course. <laughs> and they're just, they're uh, evidently playing? not. Okay. Evidently they're just uh, in the woods in the fort area. <laughs> So, I, and this is, let me diverge for a second. Have any of you guys ever been like on a walk in the woods and you see something that's out of place and it's a little jarring? <laughs> like what? Like, like a dead body? <laughs> no, no, I'm saying like, ever been in the woods and there's like an old shopping cart back there or something? Mm. No, that's totally normal. Yeah, but it's like, who brought that? All, automatically, you don't feel safe anymore. <laughs> like, that shopping cart is not here for a good reason. But just because people are shopping in the woods does not mean you should feel uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, people bring stuff like out to the, out, that, that bring stuff out to the woods like that are up to no good. Okay, mm-hmm. so people that bring golf balls to the woods, you don't trust them. Yeah, I mean, well, well listen to what happened to these guys. They find a backpack that was filled with that had gloves in it ziploc bags and twenty thousand dollars in cash no that could build a sweet fort they were right yeah exactly that could be a really awesome fort um so they decided to bring the the backpack they did the right thing they brought the backpack full of cash to their parents and their parents said they had a sneaking suspicion that it may have been involved in a crime (laughs) you think a, a buried backpack in the woods with ziploc bags and gloves um, so the, the police uh, commended them on their honesty. Uh, but I still think this whole scenario would be an awesome fall TV J.J. Abrams mystery. Yeah. I, I do wonder about the safety of this family now that they've shown up uh, in the press, though. Because <laughs> right. someone's missing $20,000, some Ziploc bags, and a pair of gloves. And they're going to come uh, looking for it. How did the golf yeah, ball if factor If I were them, I, wouldn't, I would make sure that fort's pretty fortified. They were playing with a golf ball. They were that's, playing with a golf ball? That's yeah, how they found it? That's how I don't understand it, how playing with a golf ball... They were searching for it. They were searching they, for the they, golf ball. They rolled the golf ball down the hill. And when they, when they were looking for where the golf ball rests, they found this, they found this backpack. It's, it's like the golf ball had a homing device of oh. some yeah, sort. Yeah, like it found the money for them. Right, it found like the money knew. for them. Like, like it, it went where it, it, it wanted to crime. go. If only, if only there was some sort of golf ball that, you know, could well, do that well, when you're another, another diversion. Did I tell you, I don't know uh, if I told you guys that I've, I found a golf ball on the internet that's impossible to slice. <laughs> that's, imp- that's impossible to, to own. No, because I bought them on the internet. <laughs> 
nicely for fifty dollars. They really they do, do work. work. Is there like yeah. a gyroscope in them or Tiger something? Tiger Woods is gonna need that. No, it's it's all the dimples. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they uh, like dimples. the 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 dimples on the top of the ball are extra deep, and as they they go to the side, like they're really really shallow. So when it starts spinning in the air, it self-corrects and just goes end over end because of drag. If you tee it up with a, it's got a little arrow, and you point it where you want it to go, and then you just smack it. That sounds like cheating. Well, it's not like I'm playing for money. <laughs> playing. I mean, it would be cheating. I mean, they're illegal, so it would be technically cheating. But it's not like I'm playing for real, you know? Yeah. Justify it however you want. Okay. I mean, I, I the, most of the the buddies that I I play golf maybe five times a year maybe, and they'll be aware that I'm using these cheater golf balls. But but it's literally like I just found a basketball who all you have to do is throw it in the air and it goes automatically into the hoop. If they had that, I'd probably buy it. <laughs> <laughs> You're telling me you okay? A round of golf costs like forty or fifty bucks. Okay. You, you know how miserable it is to play. Where are when you playing? Ev- that's like at Augusta. Forty or fifty bucks? Come on, that's or at a round a, of golf, dude. That's, that's like that's a public course with like holes. Like, no. Winter Park Pines, eighteen bucks. Yeah, buddy. I was gonna say Come every on. place ever I ever played in Florida. Phoenix was 18 is that a par bucks. three course? Every, People retire here. Every place I've ever played, Hello? which is very rarely, it's like once every couple of years, is uh, like the hundred and fifty dollar round. It's because places. you play at the Ritz. Because your dad makes you go with him. <laughs> it is because my dad makes me go with him. But, uh, but here's Come the thing: when you're paying that kind of money for for, for like four or five hours of enjoyment, it's like you know I don't want to be miserable out here and look like an idiot the whole time from the tee <laughs> so, box so and just cheat. jacking them in other fairways. Something to cheat. Yeah, so I'm gonna order an illegal ball off the internet and not make a dummy out of myself <laughs> because there's nothing worse than the, the, the like the, the tee box at one and then then the tee box at ten, like right at the turn where everyone like comes out of the clubhouse and everyone is standing around there watching. Everyone, you got a huge audience. There's nothing worse than shanking one right there. You don't think the 537 yard drive on the dog leg right that falls in the cup because of the magnetic sensors inside or whatever is not going to tip them off? I, I, here's the thing. I don't care. Okay. Yeah. Right. I would rather do that. I would rather have an amazing shot that people <laughs> question if I have some weird technology they don't know about than, than duff one in the fairway two holes over. I hope you scream YouTube this right before you swing. <laughs> Every and then, and then like a like a warrior yell yeah. as I swing through the ball. Good. I like it. I, I like question it. your integrity now. <laughs> it, it, it's not like I'm, I'm like hustling people out there. You, you know, you it's should. not like I'm a, a, um, betting, you know, I'm playing some big, you know, skins match. I'm just out there, you know, for my buddy's birthday or something, you know? So, yeah, I mean, if you're only out there for your buddy's birthday, of course you need to cheat. <laughs> well, it, I'm not, we're not playing against each other. We're just all having a good time. It's, it's okay. It's what Christians Here's the thing. Do. I never understood why, why it became inappropriate to use bumpers at bowling alleys. Because you're not three. Three-year-olds to learn. Like It's like training wheels on a bike. If it was socially acceptable, I would have bowling, I would have the... Uh, training wheels the on thing. a bike? No, the thing in the gutter. The, yeah. Bumpers. The, yeah, the bumpers. Bumpers. Why? 
Because I would never have a gutter ball. It, okay. Why are you throwing it in the gutter? He needs a bowling ball with dimples on the top. <laughs> I'm trying no, to figure out why it. you're throwing it in the gutter yeah, in the first place. I mean, like, you okay, can bowl okay, once every explain, five years and not when have I gutter go, balls. When I go bowling, I try a lot of different experimental shots. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, I have this one where I don't even put my fingers in the hole. I kind of like cup it on my wrist and I fling it like a curveball and see how wicked I can get the curve. I throw a lot of gutter balls doing that. It's a risky maneuver. <laughs> But why waste the day? Why not at least have them ricochet around and knock a couple pins? Because it's not ping pong. It's not. It's not a pinball machine. It's. I'm not it's a bowling. pro. I'm not a pro bowler though. <laughs> yeah. It's, when I go bowling, it's it's just because it's it's like the Jim Gaffigan sketch. It's literally we've exhausted all other options for fun. <laughs> like there are no movies. It's raining outside. Uh, you know, and everyone is bored sitting around looking at each other and like us. Oh, uh, go bowling. How many people are you with? Well, I'm just saying that's the scenario when people go bowling. That's generally the scenario. Okay, hold on. I really I need to know is is ice skating or roller skating above bowling or below it on the scale you're referring to? Okay, here's the thing. If you're resorting to going to the skating rink, right? There's nothing to do. That, that's one of the things that sounds like a good idea when someone proposes it, and yeah. when you get there and you're there for like five minutes. Yeah. You're like, this was, I'm embarrassed. This is weird. Yeah. 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 So the, both of those are significantly lower than bowling. You think so? Oh, Either absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So it's like the bowling place was closed on the rainy day where you and your friends were bored and there were no you go good to, movies. Yeah. And you go see a bad movie though. You've, you've listened to all the new, the relevant podcasts. Yeah. There's nothing left to do. I, I, I think you go see a bad movie. Okay. I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do the skating. Yeah. I, I wouldn't think. jump to skating. It's not even on the list. No, I, skating is to me once a decade. And then, and then you remind yourself like, Oh, this this is terrible. Okay, but I have to ask: Under what occasion, once a decade, are you putting skates on? K- kitsch. Yeah. Well, or, or do you to, have to kids? be to be like, ironic? You like know, a July like, Christmas, like, like wouldn't Christmas it be ironic? Summer. So you know Stephen who works here. Uh-huh. So Stephen and his girlfriend and a friend decided for kitsch factor to go skating. Okay. And and you know, but that's why they went ice or roller. Roller. But, but I guarantee you, for them, after ten minutes, it got a little weird, and they kind of were second guessing. The whole it. story told me it was the most awkward thing ever, and it's like, oh yeah, this is why you never go. It's like he's like, yeah, it's just a, a terrible idea, you know. It's like you do two laps around the. All you do is skate in a circle, and it takes about, like I said, two or three laps to realize I paid money to do this for hours, he and said, I'm already bored. He said there's only two types of people there. It was like little little kids, like they're for a birthday party, and then like really really overly serious adults. Do they still do the races though? Who who were like skating way too fast and they had like little outfits and they went to the middle and were spinning and yeah. twirling and doing going backwards and like showing off. When I was off. a kid, I always thought those guys were awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like the cool kids, the cool older kids that got to roll the fuzzy dice in the middle. What? Uh, I yeah. I don't know what they were rolling the fuzzy what dice for. What skating rink were you going to? I, it was it was what the Maya. one in Sanford? It was around here, but like the cool kids that can skate in the middle would yeah. like roll fuzzy dice and we would like do races. Yeah. And like red light, green light. And yes. Stuff. Red, yes. Of course, red light, green light. And what about, what about like uh, the couple skate? The, oh. the social anxiety that came with the couple There was skate. no anxiety. I mean, That's... I heard disco in my head every time I like strolled up to a lovely lady. The lights went out. That was like I... 11 or 12 years old. Skated to the side. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Have you man. ever seen anyone eat it while couple skating? Like they're holding <laughs> hands. You're kind of off balance a little you're trying to maintain a speed and you see someone you see that front you know how the brake on those roller skates are in the front which is a terrible idea 
<laughs> you know, what do you think about it? That's the worst possible place for a break. I put it on the side before no, I put it on the front. Jesse, you're supposed to drag one of your feet behind you and the toe. Again, slowly. that's a terrible <laughs> method of stopping. <laughs> I feel like literally any other way of stopping is better than dragging the, the sides? foot. How do you do yeah. on the sides? What do you? I don't know. Maybe you could have like a little thing where you like turn them in and like little brakes go down. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I always thought skating. <laughs> I always thought skating would be better if you had with you some sort of like modified. It would almost be like a hockey stick, so you could like take turns real fast and lean it down and use that for your break. Yeah. Maybe like a plunger. A what? <laughs> wow. Like you could stop real quick, just pop, with like a stick you carry. When I was in like third, fourth grade, I actually <laughs> went roller skating quite a bit. I mean, it was like I went to some summer program or like homeschooled. You no, 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 it was like summer, like in the summers. School. Yeah, same, okay. thing. same thing. Third, fourth grade, I was in public school. Oh, there oh, it is. He had graduated. Yeah. Um, no, so like during the summer program, we went like skating like three times a week or something. So, like I had, I heard my first little kiss at the roller rink. Oh. Uh-huh. That was that was very nervous. It was after a couple skate. It was over by the lockers. Yeah, yeah. by the well, lockers. Very yeah. romantic. Yeah. 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 I love it. Yeah, but uh, I, I remember I got really good. I was really like, and there's this girl I was trying to <laughs> wait. Define really good at the kissing or the yeah. skating? No, 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 the skating. Yeah, uh, like, like, were you in the middle with no, the fuzzy dice? No, no, I was, I was, I was on the cusp of that level, but I was like, how was your back? You were, skate? you were skating backwards. Yeah, I mean, I, I had just like gotten the backwards thing down, okay. but what I was really good at was going fast. Okay, okay, so, okay. so <laughs> I remember, I remember, uh, there's this girl I was trying to impress, uh-huh. and Do you remember was, her name. Michelle and what, she what was color hair did she have brown See, and she was skating around picture right now and and I just manic Monday came on okay yeah oh, just another time. manic Monday it was probably a Thursday morning yeah she kissed him on Sunday and I remember I was like I saw her she's on the other side and I was just like I'm gonna I'm gonna skate by. And I knew the song. I was a cool guy, you know. Yeah. And I remember skating. Maya, do you see so, him wringing his hands together I right see now? It. I'm he just is like, this reliving me, this like, moment. I, it makes me nervous. So, <laughs> he are so, like, so like nervous my, third grader right little, now. My heart's a little fluttery. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna just impress her, you know. Yeah. You know whatever. So I, I'm getting pretty good at okay. skating. So I, you know, I'm singing the song. And the song's going. You know, yeah, you have going to lip sync the words. Yeah, I'm lip syncing the words. Yeah, but I decided, yeah. like, as I come around her, she's like on the corner, and I, I decided, as I, just, I'm going really fast. And I decided, as I kind of <laughs> swoop by her to kind of give her a little yeah. what's up, you know, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'd, I'd kind of sing the song as uh-huh. I went by, you know, a little <laughs> manic Monday. And I got, pa- you know, I went right past her and got a little wobbly and. Bam, oh, like right really? in front of her, just sprawled. She tripped over me. Oh. And it was, it, and you she's not the one yeah. that I kissed. Yeah. Oh. It was depressing. But okay. that, I, after that, I kind of lost my, my love of roller skates. Yeah? Yeah. You, you you retired your your skates. You hung up the skates. Yeah, every time I go back now, I get that like that sweaty nervousness of of falling in front of a girl you're trying to impress. Well, like, I, I loved it when like back in the day when you were a kid, they would when you were getting fitted, you know, about to get fitted, they had like the the skates that were. They basically weighed like 30 pounds a piece and were like, you know, old leather and they had these big clunky wheels. Or they'd be like, for 10 more dollars, you can get the speed skates. And they were awesome looking with like fluorescent wheels. Yeah. Do they have that by you guys? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and every time it'd be like, Mom, listen, I really got to get the speed skates this time. But it was never worth it for them to upgrade for $10. No, it was yeah. always the big clunky ones. Yeah. The family that owned the local uh, skating rink went to my church. When I was young. Okay, and these people also... And his kids were really good. And these people were a little unique, and everybody has seen oh, right. the footage from the 80s of this 
uh, the water skiing squirrel. Uh-huh. That was yeah. these people. It was their squirrel. Really? Yeah. That's a talented family. <laughs> you say they got a skating rink Humans. and a water skating squirrel. <laughs> That's they went to my church. Like they're good. They're they're down for a good time. You said there's a room next. What? Yeah, there was a room next to it, like next to the skating rink that they had this big above ground pool set up, and there for the squirrel skiing, squirrel practice, and you could see it. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, you could watch the squirrels. Maya, how did, how did they discover this person. talent for the squirrel? Maya oh. saw it uh, on YouTube, and she's like, "That's not very interesting. I've grown up with that." And then the rest of the world was that. like, "What? Like how did? How were they like? Did they have a remote control boat and we're just driving around a pond and be like, you know, it'd be really cool." If we get a squirrel behind this thing, like how would they even conceive of that? I also got Bo Jackson's signature on a at the skating at rink. At the skating rink, he was there with Bo his Jackson, kid. like Bo knows Bo knows skating. Yeah. She's like, no, the the Wait, neighbor. Bo in Jackson, the football, the baseball star, double sport guy. Yeah, was, was he was he tearing that skating rink apart? <laughs> <laughs> was he I, he could probably do a flip in those things. Yes, he's <laughs> good at every it. sport, including skating too. That's amazing. Like I said, Bo knows it. He Bo does. Knows. Are you serious? Yeah, I have what, what, it on it, a napkin somewhere. Does he? What? Was, was he actually skating? Or was no, it? he was sitting there, and all the kids were getting a cincher, and I didn't did know he, who he was. So. Did he just show up because he wanted to be recognized? Like, probably. Just having a bad day and be like, His kids maybe I'll get out of the skating rink. Some kids will probably be pretty impressed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think there's a place where they got a water skiing squirrel. I'll show him up. <laughs> he shows up in football pads carrying a baseball bat. <laughs> yeah, around like that on his shoulders mm-hmm. and just sits yeah. there. Uh, man, that poster was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah, bl- every, every, it was black and white. Yep. Everybody had it or wanted it. Everybody yeah. had it. Yeah, and it was it was like, did anyone have the Space Jam Michael Jordan poster? <laughs> yep. Where he's like in outer space, like dunking a basketball in like you know uh, the solar system. I had it. It was right next to my Chris <laughs> Webber poster. See, I oh, had Charles. Chris <laughs> Weber poster. I had Charles. Was that Barkley poster? Posters. Was he calling a timeout? Shut up. In that Too poster. Soon. Too soon. Okay. <laughs> Too soon. Oh. No, and underneath it, it says "Never give up." <laughs> and he's, oh, never forget. Yeah. Oh, never forget. Yeah. Yeah. These are inspirational. Yeah, they're inspirational moments. Yeah. This is a whole yeah, line accessories. of accessories. Accessories for sports moments. I love that. Never give up. It's got like the ball going through Bill Buckner's legs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nick Anderson missing four free throws. Game yeah. one of the '95 Finals. Yep. Never recovered. The Bill Buckner one says, keep your head up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Keep your eye on the ball. Don't worry. The death threats will stop. <laughs> it's a picture of the, the Cubs fan that uh, that stole the baseball. Yeah. yeah. Bartman. Yeah. Bartman. Yeah. Hey, it says, at least you're not Bartman. Yeah. 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 That's all it says. At least Having you're not. a crappy day. At least you're not Bartman. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Getting back on track. Jesse. What's your second slice? Are we going to go? Okay. Are, are you serious? That was just one slice. Right? <laughs> yeah, the whole thing. One? Yeah, well, he said it was short, and the slice itself was short. Everything else is what, you know, took the last 20 minutes. But, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, second slice. They're called Polera Golf Sorry. Balls, if any of our listeners are interested. <laughs> that's a sponsor. Ultimately, the Polera Golf Balls, you will meet Bo Jackson. Uh, that's how yeah, that's, yeah. It Somehow, is connected. it will lead you to Bo Jackson, to a life. and he will give you a backpack a, with $20,000. Yeah. <laughs> at a skating rink. Yeah, exactly. At a skating rink. Yeah, you, you may be required to meet him at a skating rink. This is a... Co- <laughs> a Coen Brothers film. But you might yeah. embarrass yourself in front of a girl you like. Yeah. So. Bo Jackson yeah. played the role of Tyson. <laughs> Aww, you're so cute being so nervous. It was, it was, it was earth shattering for me. when it's I. Just, <laughs> you, were, uh, you really were like. I, I, just, I got tensed up just thinking about <laughs> it. Because I was so like, I'm really going to impress her. And I was singing Manic Monday. And I was such a you nerd. You don't sing Manic Monday for me. I know. Oh. You you, you don't, he doesn't listen to that song anymore. It's a wound. It's, it's a, a wound. wound. I can't. I can't. Oh. That's why I won't go skating. <laughs> 
<laughs> you always want to go skating to see the squirrels, and I and I'm just like I won't go. Just, just, I won't do it. I won't do it. You've never been enabled to enjoy a good water skiing squirrel <laughs> show because of that girl. The wound is still fresh. Yeah, because of that cold-hearted vixen from when you were 11. But she didn't do anything wrong. That's the thing. I just made you a fool hurt, of myself. You physically hurt, I hurt her. her. Right? Yeah, I felt terrible. I was so embarrassed. And I kissed another so, girl. We do, we're not positive that this wasn't sabotage. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ruled it's out his, that she maybe oiled the floor or something? Know. It was probably you were trying to stop with those stoppers on the front. Yeah. You I, if only I, like I said, even the sound of someone stopping them, <laughs> those, the bop, 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 you're like, that's the best they could come up with. <laughs> we definitely need to invent some side stoppers. Yeah. I, just, I don't, I don't side know how stoppers. that's going to work. Like but skate. but oh, even, like even the rollerblade, like, why would a reverse stop? Not work on skates too. That's true. You do uh, a reverse stop. What do yeah, you mean? Yeah, little rollerblades are on the back. Right. Yeah. Right. So Which I never front. got that. I mean, that seems more. I always awkward. slowed down and did the like. Cool yeah, I did turn. the sideways. It couldn't. But, but like when you're skating. stopping, when you're stopping with the back, it couldn't be more natural. With, with rollerblades, I tried to. I, I took my uh, the V stop from skiing, and I. No, I'm kidding. No, he, would, <laughs> he would die. <laughs> I was to say, how'd that work out? Yeah, for yeah. You? <laughs> Going down the hill. I actually had a terrible rollerblading accident in college. We were, you know, it, it, just the other day. <laughs> right. it was, a, wait, wait, it was wait, the mid nineties. It was a mid nineties. Was the roller skating accident that you just brought them to college? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that, that, I, that your roommate saw that you had rollerblades. Okay, I, I, it was cool. The I'm picturing you in cut off denim shorts. No, no shirt. Probably khakis. Like with a backpack. With on. a backpack, moving like with headphones on, uh, and moving with through the campus. Yeah. You're like again. You're grinding a rail on your way to class. When, when I was young, when I was young, I got pretty good at skating. So when when rollerblading came in in the mid '90s, I was in college from '94 to '98. I am I'm 35 years old. I'm old. '94 to '98, it was socially acceptable for men to rollerblade. Now, did, did, did you play street hockey in college? Uh, so I was, I was I was rollerblading around the streets, the vacated streets of downtown Tulsa, Oklahoma. Okay. We're just we're just freestyling, you know. We're just, <laughs> Wait, do you have like a posse of people? There's doing a couple, it with you? couple friends. Hey, when Sunday you say afternoon. we're freestyling, are you like waxing up a curb and you know? <laughs> no, we're just going around. Okay, it's, so this is guys a, calling guys saying, "Hey, you no, want to go rollerblading?" No, there was it was me and a, a couple of my female friends. You know, it's a nice Sunday afternoon in the spring in Tulsa. Did you did, did Riverside you go street Park? later? We go, you go <laughs> Riverside Park. We, we're rollerblading down the park. You know, whatever. You end up downtown. You just go. To a couple spots and anyway and then we got to get That's back to the park rollerblading exactly session, i know it's the whole it's a whole thing so it's anyway, like eight miles we're down well we didn't start at the school we drove down to the park jesse okay so okay. anyway so I'm, I'm leaving downtown we're going back to the park and come over this little hill and it is i mean it is one of the steepest <laughs> declines i've ever seen in my life and at this point i'm with a couple female friends i don't want to look like the wussy because they're great rollerbladers and poof, they're gone yeah and I'm terrified. I'm knee knocking. I mean, this thing is like, you get going and you just try to point them straight and hold on for dear life because this thing is like a toboggan hill. And I'm just going, and of course, <laughs> one of them gets wobbly, like, you know. Did you have next flashbacks? Thing, next thing I know, I am on my backside, burning straight down like like a motorcycle crash. I mean, I, I had road <laughs> rash like road rash up my leg because I was wearing shorts, up my back. Oh. It was terrible. And like the road rash went up to like my butt. Yeah, rollerblading down a big hill. 
on a bumpy asphalt street is not a good idea. Careful, watch your language. <laughs> <laughs> well, I- anyway, that was for the, the second longest slice. slice ever. <laughs> we were doing so good on time. Yeah, then. you can cut out my Tulsa story. <laughs> no, that, I like that. <laughs> Please keep it. Uh, <laughs> all right, so this is sort of a follow-up slice, and I'm not... I can't be, uh, there's no assurance that it's not related to my first slice of the bag of money. Um, uh, and it also involves the word slice in it uh, because a man in Santa Clara, California was riding his bike and he didn't recognize a person walking through his neighborhood. So like any rational person in this scenario, he pulls out a sword and threatens to cut the person in half. What? What? <laughs> Could this be the ninja training at the training at the school last week? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, wow. Yeah. So I don't know if he's just some uh, vigilante neighborhood watchman. Yeah. Listen, maybe? I didn't know who the guy was. I was very passionate about protecting my home, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I, you shouldn't judge. Oh man. Well, well, the, the no one was hurt. The police arrested him and charged him with a few things yeah. uh, because evidently Weird. Uh, that's not something that's within the the law that you're allowed to do. Uh, is to threaten random pedestrians with a sword. Um, but the the last line of the story is my favorite. Um, Oddly enough, it's the second sword-wielding suspect in Santa Clara officers have arrested this year. <laughs> they said they said that in the first case, police arrested a different man for driving onto a Lexus dealership and threatening an employee with the sword he pulled out of his car. You know what that says to me about Santa Clara? They have a lot of dying moles. Is that what happens? Well, because the only time oh, yeah. that you, the only place you can get a sword is the sword store or a flea market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, true. And, and, and so, you know, if there's a sword store in a mall, sword store. it is by definition a dying mall. Yeah, right. it's gone. It's like a lot, like that store has all kinds of weird dragon statues. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it has one wall, and they're not normal swords. No. They're like ones with like eight different little jagged blades on them. Right, right. And so I'm just saying in Santa Clara, clearly they're, more readily available than other parts of the U.S., mm-hmm. which would imply that their their retail economy is suffering. Well, I was going to say the the amount of swords crimes is really an economic indicator. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because you draw it back, and obviously retail suffering. You know, the the recession's still there. Probably bad housing. Probably a lot of houses underwater. Yeah, and, you know, obviously and, sword crimes going to. Well, go and the money situation is true too, because that means they can't afford guns. Yeah. They can't afford them. They just buy the sword. You know, well, if you've been to those sword stores in the mall, you know that people will drop a pretty penny for a crazy medieval sci-fi sword. You sound like you speak from experience. Uh, they cost like 800 bucks, and I do. <laughs> <laughs> but I dare a stranger to walk into my yard. <laughs> I, I patrol my neighborhood on my bike every day. And, and your neighborhood Christian school. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, well, that's where I train there. <laughs> I train. <laughs> okay, Maya, what do you have? Um, a few weeks, maybe a couple months ago, I brought you guys a slice. Um, I think it was Indiana that had. Is this a, the one you brought, or is this the one Chad brought for you? Right, right. Is that that slice, yeah. or is this? Yeah, a Chad one? brought it. Thank for you, me. Okay. thank you for giving me credit mm-hmm. for that. Thank you. I'm prepared. Okay. Of course, I didn't have one when we started, but since you guys took forever to <laughs> to get to me, I was able to find one. Whew. Um, but there was like laws about saggy pants and yeah, I mean it was they outlawed pants uh, like it was like a r- drooping weird, below weird a certain number. Like, yeah, or they, sh- they should have they outlawed pants on the ground. They should have outlawed <laughs> Lil Wayne's pants on the VMAs this last that week when he when he took his shirt off. 
I'm like I'm all for somebody showing their draws every once in a while. <laughs> You're all for it. But but that nice. made me blush. Yeah. All right. I don't know if the rest of you saw it, but it was yeah. it was he had his pants around his thighs and he was wearing underwear and I was embarrassed for his humanity. Mother, his mother. His mother. Uh well there's uh the a senator, a state senator from Florida, of course, who actually lives here in Orlando who has finally, after six years of trying to get this uh, law passed, uh, it's gotten passed um, f- that you are no longer allowed to wear saggy pants in to school. F- in Florida. In, it's, uh, it's passed in Florida and Arkansas. Oh. Um, and the law is called... We're sticking together. Pull your now, pants Now they just... Pull your pants most up. states also need to pass a law about overalls so with no shirts on underneath. <laughs> <laughs> Prevalent in both Arkansas and Florida. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, Take offense to that. So, so now um, it's called pull your pants up. Pull your pants up is called is what the law is called. It's like a PSA campaign with like posters all over school. Yeah. just say yes. maybe, maybe the penalty should be overalls. <laughs> you know, you know, I, I saw last night. Uh, speaking of Florida laws, did you uh, did you read that? Uh, for some reason, the Orlando Sentinel posted this. There's an obscure law on the books that in the state of Florida, it is illegal. To live together if you're not married. I did see that. Yeah, cohabitation is actually illegal. Also, cheating on your spouse is illegal. Illegal, uh, a misdemeanor with a $500 fine. So uh, both laws are rarely enforced, except they said in, in like 2007, a lady in Jacksonville called the cops on her cheating husband to and have that. Him. Yeah, and they, well, the, the article said they don't know how it played out, but oh. she did call to press that charge on her husband, the cheating charge. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, back in like the late 1800s, this law about cohabitation became illegal and it's still on the books. Hmm. And so uh, the Sentinel called the governor's office to get a comment on it. And their <laughs> official reply was that that is not among the governor's priorities at this time, you know, whatever. <laughs> at this time, however. But be warned. But yeah. be warned. Yeah. 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 Well, no, uh, to get it, you know, changed. There's a, there's a state senator trying to, you know, get the law overturned because it's, you know, outdated or whatever and uh but the thing was is like the sentinel conjectured that if it becomes like a uh a state senator kind of issue of like overturning it that actually the the right and the conservatives who are staying from family values that it'll become an election issue in the next state election this this obscure 1800 laws that cohabitation is illegal Mm-hmm. How would you possibly enforce that, though? I mean, obviously I they you, don't. They choose not to. But I mean, it is a law. So I guess if you had some young whippersnappers that were living next to you, and maybe they were noisy, <laughs> and you knew they weren't married, but they were together, whippersnappers. Whippersnappers. How how would this couple be noisy? Like they'd have parties. Oh, oh, parties. That, what would that sound like? What's the sound of a party? Boom! 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 boom. <laughs> they're having raves. <laughs> is that what a rave? <laughs> yeah, is that the sound of a rave? <laughs> boom! 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 boom. Yeah, let's say say you're trying to do a sting on some ravers. (laughs) Some ravers, and all you hear from next door is yeah. You could call and have them arrested, not for noise ordinance, but for cohabitation. Yeah, I would think the noise thing would be more the issue. Then you could have multiple charges. Multiple charges pressed. Yeah, that's true. Make sure they go to jail. Yeah, really throw the book at them. So, (laughs) anyways, so this uh, state senator showed up at local schools in Orlando and was handing out. Belts donated by churches, of course. Oh. Yay, um, churches. So people wouldn't get in trouble. The penalty for this for s- at school is a three-day in-school suspension. What does that even which mean? Which I don't even know. Like, you sit in a room and watch you're, movies? You're yeah, it's, sp- like, I, it's like detention all day, I think. So you have to go to school, but you don't have to go to class? That's kind of awesome. Awesome. Or um, you can have third-day suspension from extracurricular activities. 
which is it's like basically I guess unless you're, you're like a football player, then it would. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, was you. Say, I don't think the saggy pan crowd is actually involved in a lot of extracurricular activities at the saggy school, but crowd. it also <laughs> the targets saggy pants gang. low cut and midriff exposing shirts on girls. Hmm. Now, wow. what, what, what if, what if you were wearing, what if you're a guy and you're wearing a midriff cutoff shirt, <laughs> but it's for the purpose of aerodynamics on rollerblades for the <laughs> after school street hockey league. <laughs> as and long you're as, a student a at Oral question. Roberts University. As, as, as long as there's no steep hills, that would be safe attire. That would be good. Because, yeah, because I assume that's what you that the common that's like it's like those eighties weightlifters who like cut off hoodies. Jesse, my story is like if I came if I was in college in the seventies and I talked about mutton chops and like bell bottoms. Right. Uh, rollerblades in the nineties are synonymous. I mean, you you came of age in the two thousands. I know that. I know, I know. And that's why it's funny to me. <laughs> my frame of reference is different. Yeah, I'm I mean, not saying, by I'm like not saying it four was years. weird at the time. If you were jamming out to your Creed album or your Nickelback, okay, right, yeah, right. you're not you're not roller rollerblading in 2002. I, I, right, they were gone well, I, by then. Let me tell you a quick rollerblading college story. This will be quick. All right, there was a guy that lived down the hall. <laughs> There's a guy. See, there that lived he down goes again. He starts <laughs> he to always laugh. Laughs. It's like a comedian saying, "This is about to be hilarious." <laughs> no, 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 the, no I, I'm sorry. I get I, it. I had the mental image. Yeah. I drove the guy to the hospital. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's how the story ends. <laughs> <laughs> so we never even got so this, this guy that lived down the hall from me, and he used to uh, the only pants he owned were at at least like 50 inches wide at the bottom like massive <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. stove yeah. st- stovepipe what yeah. were those called yeah yeah stove i think pipe, yeah I think. something like yeah. that and, and and so and they had like straps all over them right. with like and they were like fluorescent velcro and stuff you, you get the picture yeah so he would wear those and like really tight t-shirts and like one day me and some guys just like some of us like freshman year we still had like skateboards and one of the guys was like, dude, there, I heard there's a skate park that we can go to. And I wasn't really into it anymore, but I just thought, oh, just something to do, you know? And this guy down the hall with the big pants heard we were going. He's like, oh, dude, I would love to go, man. Uh, I'll, let me go grab my blades. <laughs> and so he grabs rollerblades, but they're not like the kind that you use. <laughs> they're not the kind that you use for like ramps or, or, or maneuvers. They're basically like just cruisers like that you would buy at Walmart with like the big green fluorescent wheels. Right. And so he hits, <laughs> we were there for maybe five minutes and he hits this ramp so fast, flies in the air, doesn't even come close to landing on his feet, falls and breaks his arm. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I mean, he ended up being okay. He got a cast and everything. Um, But it was just a very awkward sight seeing these huge pants float through the air. (laughs) So So moral of the story is when I got to college, rollerblading wasn't that common. Right. So did you, he went to the hospital? Yeah. yeah. Did you ever have to go to the hospital? In college? uh, Twice. For what? One was an ultimate Frisbee injury. Okay. In which I dislocated my elbow, Ooh. which is a horrible, a horrific injury. Okay. I, it, it was very painful. And then one time I got concussed uh, playing flag football. Flag football. I also got concussed and I had to go to the, the hospital during finals week of my senior year. It also involved trying to slightly impress impress a girl that I liked. <laughs> were rollerblades involved? No, no, the rollerblades. You were playing flag football and rollerblades. No, it wasn't anything manly as playing flag football. I, I, we were walking over to the baseball game, you know. And Jesse, you know, the lower lot, 
walking toward yep. towers from from the cafeteria to the baseball stadium. There's this large concrete ditch, uh, you know, for runoff and stuff like that, but pretty deep. I mean, like, what what would you say? About four feet deep, four feet wide? Oh, easily. Four easily. feet deep, four feet wide. So you either have to walk, like, way left or way right to find a bridge, or you just, you know, jump it. But, the, so, but it's an <laughs> ambitious jump. Yeah, very ambitious jump. So I'm in flip-flops. And I'm with I'm a couple girls. So, you know, I'm like, there's no water in it. And, and so I decided what the better plan would be would be to jump in and then jump out. So I jump in, not realizing until I landed that the it had been raining and it doesn't drain really well. And so there was a layer of slime on the bottom of it. So I jump in and when I hit the ground, I am like, like Charlie Brown with the football. Like the feet just go straight up. Boom, smack my head. I am laying in the slime ditch, <laughs> you know, with two girls like shrieking, are you okay, are you okay? What you were know? they doing? Shrieking, are oh, you okay, are you okay? okay. And, uh, and, and and I jump up, you know, kind of brush it off, play it off. I, I get really woozy as the day goes on and they take me to the hospital and I had a really severe concussion and I had to miss the finals the next two days. Oh, I man. assume you never tried to impress me because you've never, never <laughs> fallen down in front of me. Wow. Should, the point of the story is I should never try to impress either, a girl. Yeah, you either learn your yeah. lesson or you just never I did. I, now me. I'm just comfortable with who I am and take me as I yeah, am. Yeah, now you're just natural. You yeah. Know? Just let I'm it not, come natural. I don't want to try to impress you with big jumps or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> no more fe- no more dangerous extreme feats. No more singing songs of, uh, of Manic, uh, Monday. Manic Monday. No. Actually, you have fallen in front of me in New York. Oh, I hate you for bringing that up. <laughs> oh. But I wasn't trying to impress you. you. We were already married. I was just mad at you. And so I tried to stomp off. I... We were at Grand Central Station. Oh, and I tried to stomp off. And I'm winter. like, I'm, I'm angry. And so I stomp off. And I go down the stairs and go <laughs> <laughs> right right down them. And I just slide down just all the huge staircase. <laughs> did you? I mean, it sounds like you sent a message. Uh, my her. emphatic angry yeah. walk did not yeah. uh, convey oh, well. Oh, that was yeah. hilarious. Yeah. And I, again, popped up and tried to brush it <laughs> off. I'm in my tailbone. Up, this is your fault. <laughs> my tailbone was just. <laughs> you essentially Maya tripped you and pushed you down. The That's what I think happened. Except she was thirty feet behind me because I was stomping <laughs> off in anger. <laughs> well, that's awesome. All right, Josh, what do you have? Okay, uh, Maya was bringing up uh, these uh, these law changes that uh, need to uh, are, are coming into effect, or or you know, there's some modification involved. I think there's a couple more out there that uh, someone needs to pay attention to. Uh, in Long Beach, police arrested a man for taking a photograph uh, and what they say had no aesthetic value. Uh, this guy's Sander Wolf, uh, who takes photos for a local newspaper, was detained after taking photos of an oil refinery. The police say photography is considered suspicious activity if officers determine that it isn't regular tourist behavior. So basically, oh. they can they can arrest anyone if they decide in their own subjective opinion that uh, it isn't regular tourist behavior. So he should just put his wife in front of their smiling. I, uh, yeah, I mean it's, it's no. He should strange. just worn black socks with sandals, and then he would have been fine. <laughs> and then it would have been fine. Uh, a fanny pack would have solved that. A fanny pack, shorts, black sock sandals, you're done. A, but maybe a Bahama shirt. I, 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 Either that or you're a hipster. I can't help but think these people, these officers are bored out of their minds. In Oak Park, Michigan, these uh, there's officials that have uh, charged a, uh, a woman, Julie Bass, um, because she's growing vegetables in her front yard. Although, uh, <laughs> although the city planner admits that 
uh, yeah, that they've kept it clean and tidy. The city code requires, in their words, suitable vegetation, which he defines as a nice grass yard with beautiful trees and bushes and flowers. That's how he quote. defines exactly. it. Exactly. So she's been charged because she's growing vegetables in a tidy area in her front yard. And this is what's crazy to me. There are people with Camaros without tires on bricks in their front yard, and no one is saying a word about it. Right. Well, well, she here, can't grow a garden. The, my one comment on these two slices, which I don't agree that that they are uh, power to the people. Yeah, yeah but but I, I think they both deserve a uh, first world problems hashtag. <laughs> 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 like the neighborhood association is charging me with my garden, and I've been I can't take pictures in front of an oil refinery. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, like I know I know I mean that's you know obviously. You know, some calls for social concern, but you know, I th- listen, communism I think, is on the I way. I think every slice we've ever brought in in the history of this podcast is first world problems. Maya brought the soggy pants slice. I mean, which is a, a pandemic in the first world. You brought the oops, we found twenty thousand dollars slice, and and returned no, no, it. No, <laughs> I don't. I don't disagree. But I'm just saying for for like. Need, though my two were inciting like social outrage, right? You know, right, right. And I'm not saying Josh's are illegitimate concerns. <laughs> no, no. Th- but- this is my concern. My concern is the laws are being created, and officers are spending their time on these issues that have no actual relevancy to creating when a society. When there's people, there's non-married shacking up down at that <laughs> <laughs> Yes. When, when there is that kind of debauchery going on in every city in America, There's a couple unmarried ravers living down the street. Yeah. They know about that. Exactly. Thank you for bringing that back up. Uh, see, that's what happens when you live together and you're not married. Raves break out. Mm-hmm. You know? Automatically. <laughs> you're sitting, it the two of you. It starts with a little cohabitation. It ends with raves. And, and the two, the, the couple could be sitting on the couch watching so you think you can dance and raves will just bust out. They it's do. a byproduct well, of that kind of relationship. The people looking for a rave. they their massive pants with fluorescent straps <laughs> and all of a sudden raves break they, out. People are, you know, combing the city looking fun. for raves and they're like, well, these people obviously have no morals, so let's go to their house and have <laughs> the rave. Exactly. So they're fine with the drugs. Yeah. People with stovepipe pants show up, yeah. rollerblading, Jumping ramps. With fluorescent yeah. tubes. Breaking arms. Yeah. <laughs> Breaking arms. Jumping great. into slimy ditches. It's crazy. It's, yeah. <laughs> Is right. this the world we want? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. That'll do it for Slices. <laughs> Stay tuned. Up next, new lore. On the road, it's well advised to follow your own path. In the era that you listening to the decemberists the song is calamity song the video is playing on relevant tv and the song is in rotation on relevant fm new lore is a band out of nashville uh, that's created a really interesting concept album written to eve from adam's perspective it's called apples and eve and uh, the seven songs that make it up uh, explore that fractured space between the original man and woman New Lore has managed to capture not just the storm and stress of man's love for woman, but also the passion and idealism of youth. 
They recently came through our studios and performed a, an acoustic set. Here is New Lore performing Eve. Was New Lore. Check him out at newlore.com. Listening to Andy Zip, Zip, Andy Zip. Did I do that right? Sure. It's a lot of consonants together. For for a four letter word, if you have a Z, a P, and an F in it, mm-hmm. that's a complicated little noise mm-hmm. you have to make. The song is "Walking Beside" is playing right now on Relevant FM. Uh, it's time uh, for our bi monthly tradition. We're welcoming in the editors of Relevant Magazine, uh, and we are going to kind of give you a behind-the-scenes look at the making of our September-October issue, which is our biggest issue ever. Uh, we, we, we now print on 11 by 17 paper. 
Yeah. No. <laughs> um, it is, it's our thickest issue. It's our most uh, financially successful issue. And so we're able to expand it and actually have more content and more features than we've ever had before. So uh, there's a lot more work. That's true. Uh, so welcome uh, to the studio, our editorial director, Roxy Weeman. Hi. And our managing editor, Ryan Ham. Hey, everyone. So uh, because this podcast has already gone on, I don't know, I don't have the clock in front of me, but Slices was inordinately Let's long. just say I'm already starting to edit it as you guys record it. <laughs> That's how long it's going. Yeah. Uh, because of that, uh, we probably won't do our normal format of kind of flipping through the entire magazine. And because it's our biggest issue ever, that would just take too long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking it'd be fun if we all uh, talked about maybe our favorite aspect of the magazine, our favorite thing in the magazine, this issue. Um, the cover story, I'll give a quick overview. The cover story is uh, what we call the generation of contrast. And it's uh, written by Dave Kinnaman, the president of the Barna Group. And they he's coming out with a lot of research that's never been told before, uh, giving a really eye-opening look at the spiritual and social uh, makeup of our generation of believers. Um, it it's uh, it, it, it tells us, all, it kind of holds up the mirror and like really opens our eyes to why we are the way we are. And uh, it's interesting. Uh, we also have a groundbreaking uh, uh, article about uh, our generation and sex. Switchfoot mm-hmm. is in the issue. Death Cap for Cutie is in the issue. Jimmy Fallon is in the issue. Uh, ZIV is in the issue. Owl City is in the issue. Fair Trade is in the issue. Uh, we talk about 9-11. The 10-year anniversary is coming up in a couple weeks. And then, of course, we have the non-essential guide to fall written by the podcast's very own Jesse Carey. That's true. That's true. So, I mean, there's a lot in this issue. Yeah. So, 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 Ryan, you're very close to the content. Yes. What was your favorite thing that we did? Uh, my favorite piece in the issue is uh, the article about 9-11, uh, 10 years later. It's it's basically made up of uh, five vignettes uh, written by some of our favorite authors. But it just, like, the pieces, I was really happy because one of the things I really like when I read other magazines are, um, like, narrative pieces in it. And so I really like that whenever we are able to do that too. And, so, and the design's beautiful. Yeah, the design's beautiful. And I just really liked how it turned out. Like the just the thoughtfulness that each article put in or each author put into their piece. It's it's yeah. a really good, hard hitting, heartfelt yeah. piece. Yeah. 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 It's, beautiful. it's great. One of my favorite designed pieces and also one of my favorite pieces is the um, reconciling the god of love with the god of genocide. And I that's think very difficult to title. Remember? Yeah, it yeah. was. That took us a long time to come up with something because it's a very complex right. idea. Idea. Yeah. Well, it's one of those where, like, and I mean, we face this every issue, but there are always these one or two articles where we're really excited about the content. We know the story is going to be awesome, and then we get it, and it's like, this is great. Now we have no idea what to call it. Yeah. Well, because the idea of this article is what? I mean, like, talk about it. Well, and it, it's 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 something that I think every Christian wrestles with at some point. Is like how could God in the old Testament basically commit genocide and 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 kill wiped out Sodom and Gomorrah and and, and, and had had Israel destroy other nations and leave no women and children alive and then murdered everybody, but Noah's family. Right. And then sends his son to die on the cross for everyone and says he loves everybody. So it's like, I think every Christian goes, how could I serve that God, how can they be one and the same? So that's really what this article is about, which is a big idea and again, hard to title. Very but it's a really title. good piece and it just kind of offers 
I think some very practical ideas on how to think about that and how to approach it when you're talking with other people. So my favorite uh, was I'm going to go easy here. The cover story. It's, yeah. It, yeah. It actually wasn't planned to be the cover story, um, and then we started hearing about. Uh, well, we were talking to Dave about the you know some of the research that he was working on. And, yeah. And we thought, man, you know, we've never done the story. I mean, and we've done this eight years, and we've never done the story, like the story that defines our generation, you know, like to us, not to anybody else, but like this is who we are, you know, and I don't know, is that all a good thing? And, you know, is this, you know, where's our strengths? Where's our weaknesses? And kind of has this really uh, thoughtful self-analysis and stuff. And uh, I I was, I I thought it was uh, great, but... Probably the one that was the most eye-opening was the sex story. Yeah. Yeah. About, you know, just the sexual nature and really the sexual reality of our generation of Christians. Um, I mean, there's stats in there that are staggering. It's kind of one of those things that the church tells kids and, and middle schoolers and teenagers, you know, just wait and whatever. But that story does a really good job of breaking down why things have changed so much Mm -hmm. because... We're getting married later. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, you're not getting married at 22, 23. You're getting married at 27, 30 or never. Right. right. And so, you know, it, it just turns into like all these different, more difficult questions start emerging and the church is not talking about them because right. they handled it with They're their 14-year-old. They're just saying true love right. With their 14-year-old yeah. program that they well, did. Well, they never, it's because you don't team. have to tell a 14-year-old why, but you yeah. have to you tell a 24-year-old no. why. Yeah, yeah, and they may disagree with you. Yeah. Right. You know, we, and so, anyway, so like, I, it was just, it's fascinating and uh, I think it's a wake-up call on a lot of levels, you know, uh, for the church and church leaders, but also for our generation to take ownership of this. Like, is this, you know, uh, really... W- God's best for us, you know what I mean? Like, um, and and what can we do to stop having kind of a, a double life and double standards in our life? You know, I mean, mm-hmm. if it's this one area, where does it? You know, what's to say that it, other things we don't start compartmentalizing and mm-hmm. we're one person to and one group of people, but we're somebody else behind these doors. You know, so right. it's just really opening. So while the cover story I felt was fascinating and far-reaching and really insightful, it was probably that story that you know. I don't know, surprised me the most, mm-hmm. you know? So one of my favorite uh, behind the scenes little for, for people who, who get the issue, the non-essential guide to fall uh-huh. has a very beautiful <laughs> model, a very a handsome couple there. And the female is none other than Roxy Weeman. That's right. <laughs> Looking very folly in July, Florida. I was very warm in all of my wool coat and mittens and tights. yeah and you had to like get into the leaves and everything and when you're know. sweating that could not have been pleasant but we make sacrifices as models <laughs> yes as models. <laughs> so big news with this issue big news this issue will be the first issue making its debut on on the ipad yay we uh, are in the final 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 stages putting the finishing touches on the app um, the issue is uh, a totally new ex- way to experience the magazine. It's not just here's the print magazine and flip the page sort of stuff. It is a interactive, fully uh, native, intuitive, immersive multimedia experience. Um, so you know what's it, what's great about it, is, and 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 I can say this because I've seen it and I've been playing with it. Chad's been really involved uh, uh, producing uh, multi original multimedia content to complement uh, 
the the print articles. So the fair trade article in the print magazine, we created a five minute uh, vignette. Uh, kind of mini documentary thing looking at the issue and the story from a totally different perspective. And so you have the print article which looks at it from the perspectives of the farmers and then we do this little mini movie looking at it from the perspective of an American 27-year-old and how can I actually adopt this lifestyle? Where do I shop? What do I buy? That kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's something that we want to do with every issue that comes on the iPad to take one subject matter and where the article might look at it from, you know, the macro perspective, we're going to take it and say, okay, personally, from micro perspective, how does this affect you? Is, is there some things that you can, you know, put into your own lifestyle practices? Uh, and so for the fair trade one, it's, you know, how can you buy locally? How can you support your local farmers or your local coffee farmers um, in your purchases? And I, I think it's, I mean, for one thing, the, the short film turned out beautifully. It, it's really well it's shot. Really cool. it, it looks yeah. really good. We have another piece coming out that kind of tells the history of Relevant. Mm -hmm. um, that's be, that's, yeah, an, yeah. A, that's an original piece that's going to be in the in the iPad version. So we're pretty excited about that. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's fun for us to be able to, you know, we've been making a magazine for eight years. And so for us to be able to kind of push ourselves to tell stories in different ways than we have for the last eight years is an exciting new adventure for us. And, you know, the design of it is phenomenal. Tanya, our amazing web designer, she's uh, immersed herself in this new medium and has honestly, I'm going to say, I mean, there's some great magazine apps out there that are really groundbreaking. And I would, I'm not going to say that we're better than them because they've spent millions of dollars, but I'm saying we are right there. I mean, there is an, it is a really, really amazing way to experience this content. And the cool thing is, is like there's photo galleries and there's there, like the Owl City Q&A that's in the print magazine. In the iPad, the page is, here's like each of the same questions, mm -hmm. but you touch the question and you hear him actually saying the reply. That's so awesome. So it's like so immersive. It's a totally different way to experience some of these personalities and stuff. It's just a way to experience content way more impactfully. Now, the print readers aren't left out because all of this original stuff will be included in the print magazine with QR codes. It's right. just a little bit more work. Right. So to us, it's a way of kind of enhancing both platforms mm -hmm. and... It's really exciting for me. Uh, because the App Store doesn't guarantee approval times, it is impossible for me to say a, a quote-unquote launch date for the tablet. It should be on or around September 15th. Really, really excited about it. Um, uh, the question will absolutely come up. I'm a print subscriber. How much is the iPad or whatever? If you're a print subscriber, you'll get the iPad edition for free included. So, So now... For fourteen ninety five, you get six issues of Relevant, two issues of Reject Apathy, four unbelievable albums. Our volume three just went up, and sick. The collection <laughs> really of music good. is yeah unbelievable. So there's amazing albums. So you have four of those a year, and now we're gonna give you you know six issues of the iPad edition as well for fourteen ninety five. That's crazy. Oh. I honestly That's like awesome. if we keep adding stuff to it, like we were gonna have to raise our prices. Yeah. We just, should we should make each iPad edition cost fourteen ninety five. Each issue, yeah, each issue. So it's like you could buy this, or you could get all this. <laughs> <laughs> there will be for people who um, are international or have no interest in the print magazine or whatever, or great music or reject apathy, uh, you can, you will be able to subscribe to just the digital iPad magazine and it'll be cheaper because you're getting a lot less. I think it'll be like nine ninety nine or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, so anyway, 
definitely check that out. The app itself is free. And uh, because we want as many people as possible to see it, the first issue, the September issue is free as well. So everybody will be able to download it and check out this magazine and uh, kick the tires on it. So I'm That's really awesome. excited about that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you head over to subs- uh, relevantmagazine.com slash subscribe, that's where you can get that great offer and all the free music and stuff like that too. And we'd really appreciate the support. Thanks guys for sitting in another great issue and congrats on putting out our largest issue ever. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. It's very cool. exciting. Stay tuned up next new lore. You're listening to Beirut, the song is Santa Fe. It's playing right now on Relevant FM. When New Lore came into our studio, they performed three songs uh, for us. If you go over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com, we've posted the third there, which won't be here on the podcast. You can listen to it and download it. And we also posted uh, photos of the performance, uh, so you'll definitely want to check those out. This is New Lore performing Apples. Try to shade our shame. Sun finds hope in when you will pray for rain. It's such a broken side. Don't you worry how I love. Please write this song out. 
That was New Lore. Check out their third song and a photo gallery on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Guess I married an old wives tale while fail. I don't know another way to go. This is the only way they ever show. I got this emptiness inside that got me fighting for approval. Cause I missed out on my daddy saying way to go. Ain't get that verbal affirmation. I know how to treat a woman. Know how to fix an engine to keep the car running. So now I'm looking at the media and I'm following what they feed me. Rap stars, trap stars, whoever wants to lead me. Even though they lie, they still tell me that they love me. They say I'm good at bad things, at least they proud of me I just wanna be like you Walk like, talk like, even think like, like you You're listening to Lecrae, the song is Just Like You It's featuring Jay Paul and playing right now on Relevant FM Okay, it's time for your feedback Last week we asked you to pitch us your fall TV show ideas uh, Last week... There was a lot of talk about Fall TV. There was a whole game about it. Is it a real plot? Yeah. Or is it a made-up, ridiculous plot? It was great. And uh, Maya lost to a listener. So we asked you to pitch us your Fall TV show ideas. You went over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com, posted your ideas there. Here's a few of our favorites. Well, my favorite was definitely T-Money 9000. Uh, he wrote that the show is called, and I love it because he was able to do it so concisely. Uh, the show is called Sleepwalker. Uh, and it, here's the premise. For Anderson McJunkin, John Stamos, <laughs> it's a tough life. Gritty inner city cop by day, ER surgeon by night. Ooh. He's too busy to sleep, but when he does... He sleepwalks, and when he does, he becomes Sleepwalker, Anderson's untamed, unpredictable, tormented alter ego. Also starring Brooke Shields, Joey Gladstone, Mia Yeah, Joey Hamm, Gladstone. And special guest Sinbad. Yeah. Well, well done, T-Bunny. I'd watch it. Of course you would. It, if it was on then USA why or it's so sci-fi. Good is it's, it's totally ridiculous, but it's not completely implausible that that would be a TV show. Right. Uh, I'm excited about Brandon Fisher's idea. He's uh, he's got a show called Playing Games. Uh, Reggie, an ex-cop turned video game magazine editor, played by Jaleel <laughs> White Urkel from Family Matters, mm-hmm. is just trying to settle into his new run-of-the-mill desk job when he starts seeing the ghost of his dead father, 
played by Reginald Vell Johnson, which is Carl Winslow <laughs> from Family Matters. The two must be reunited, he says, since their on-screen chemistry was so brilliant on the TGIF show. His father, who was killed in the line of duty, starts feeding Reggie with leads on a recent string of murders in the city as he has access to the afterlife and the unwitting victims of said murder spree. What follows is Reggie's bumbling attempts to use the information his dad is providing him to solve the murders. An obvious hilarity ensues. Romance. I love it that this show's a sitcom. Yeah. <laughs> romance. But then we, we've got the romance. Romance is brought into the show through Reggie's quirky next door neighbor, played by Andrea Barber. Kimmy Gibbler from Full House. (laughs) This show brings in all the characteristics of a necessary hit, a magazine editor, ghost, and cops. Oh, yeah, and former TGIF pseudo-celebrities. That's actually just our staff. I think so. (laughs) I think so. Uh, There's one by Dirk Visser called Ghost Rider, and I would totally watch this. Would you really? (laughs) Yeah. It's Um, it's very similar, too, to uh, Brandon's. Yeah. But they did not copy each other. Because yeah. they actually say that. Like, I, I, I hate that I posted this after that because I didn't yeah. copy. Okay. Right. Um, a New York City detective, Joe Smithson, uh, which is Kevin James, wakes up to find himself. When it, Kevin James. You kind of blew over. Oh, that's pretty big. Kevin so James. Kevin James yeah, he's, is the lead. He's the he lead detective. Okay. He wakes up to find himself with an uncontrollable urge to write. His writings turn out to be clues to cases that he is working on. What? He, along with the help of... Does something of, possess him and his fingers just move? <laughs> we haven't gotten it's there yet. It's Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider, right. He, along with the help of an eccentric psychic whose career is in serious need of, of boost, whose name is Angie, who is played by Jennifer Love Hewitt. Whose which, career needs a little reboot. Uh-huh. This is good. Yeah, well, I like that everyone now casts her with all the ghost stuff. Yeah. Um, discovers that he has begun to channel a murdered newspaper editor who who's played by James Earl Jones. Oh, Angie helps Joe to connect with the, the mysterious editor and the messages become clearer and clearer. With the help of the editor, Joe and Angie set out on a whirlwind series of events, solving crimes and having good times. This, sounds, good like times. A, this sounds like a young adult novel. I would so read so it. So Kevin James and Jennifer Love <laughs> Hewitt become a, ta- a ragtag team mm-hmm. and she's helping him channel James Earl Jones to solve crimes. I mean, I, yes. I try to, to do to that. To ghostwrite, to solve, to get mysteries to murders. Mm-hmm. All right, well, there's more. Go read them. They're worth reading because people put effort into them. This is good. You can uh, see them at the podcast episode page at the website. Okay, so it's time for this week's... Editorial question of the week. Okay, so, you know, I kind of bared my soul a little bit on this podcast. You're really vulnerable. And and told everybody all my deep, dark wounds of when I tried to impress girls and it didn't go well. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we want to know... What have you done to try and impress the opposite sex that maybe didn't go so well? Mm-hmm. Everybody's done it. Don't lie. Everybody's. Have you? I don't know. You haven't and, tried and to impress a boy? If you haven't done it, go do it. Yeah, go, go, go do it. Or just throw in mishaps while rollerblading or skating because I think those would be funny too. Sure. No, I think everybody. I think every guy's tried to impress. Them. Yeah, I mean, I when I was when I was in elementary school. Granted, I was homeschooled, so the only time I saw human beings <laughs> my age was when I played baseball. It was uh, when you're out blading, right? When I was out uh, in the world, uh, and so like the softball field was always next to the baseball field, and sometimes uh, you know they would stay, stick around and watch our game. I always found myself digging a little deeper, and uh, I don't know, throwing the ball a little harder, swinging the bat. A little faster when the ladies were around. Yeah. So absolutely. I, 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 I didn't have any crazy mishaps, but I I found myself raising my game anytime. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I agree. <laughs> raising the swag. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you you do. You play harder when the girl the cute yeah. girls watching. Yeah. 
I, uh, I've only told the story to my wife. Um, <laughs> and I'm, now 75,000 people. Now I'm going to tell a lot of other people. Uh, when I was eight years old, um, my dad was a pastor at a church. Uh, we sat on the front row as a family. And uh, there was a cute girl on the second row. And I wanted to impress her that I somehow was in charge of what was happening in the service. Of course you were. You're eight. I'm I'm eight years old. And I decided that I was going to somehow, I never spoke to her. We had kind of knowing glances back and forth in the middle of an hour and a half worship set. And during this hour and a half worship set, I began with my hands trying to demonstrate that I was conducting what the drummer should hit beat by beat (laughs) and so i just start moving and waving my hands and pointing at the drummer and telling him hit the cymbal there hit the floor tom now go kick go high hat and i'm eight years old like two years ago and and i'm i'm looking at her trying to make eye contact kind of like do you see what i'm doing i'm telling the drummer what to do This is awesome. You should get with this somewhere between services one and two today. So I I have that's not even a funny story. That's just a sad story. Yeah, that is so I have one that's it's sort of indirect impressing girls because like I was in I play a lot of baseball as a kid and it was like ninth grade and it was fall ball where all the teams sort of combined. So the high school I went to baseball is a really big deal. And so I was like practicing with the varsity team. So all these guys are older and I'm in ninth grade and uh, it was like we're switching like drills, you know, so some of us had to go to this other field to go like, you know, shag fly balls. And I thought I would take a short, (laughs) I thought I would take a shortcut and show how cool I was and like jump over the outfield fence (laughs) instead of running around, you Mm -hmm. know? And I thought this will impress all the older guys, which in effect, if you impress all the older guys, that's going to translate to the girls, right? you know? Of course. Um, that's so how I, I try so to impress instead girls. of being like everyone else that's running around the field, I cut right through the outfield and I go to try to pull a maneuver where I sort of leap over the outfield fence and don't even come close. <laughs> um, and, and it's just the fence with, you know, like probably, I don't know, four and a half feet. And I eat it so hard, knock the wind out of myself. And it's very hard to stay composed when you have the wind knocked out of yourself. Oh, it's terrible. Um, I realized by the time you got to me, you gave me money to impress me. You gave me a. I didn't fall down. You gave me a ten dollar tip on a seven dollar burger. That's right. What? Yeah, wow. and that's how I knew you oh, liked me. She was a really cute waitress. He like, didn't fall down. Here you go. Have a little fun with this. <laughs> <laughs> There's more where this came Don't from. Don't spend it all in one place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, money don't matter to me. I spend twenty bucks on lunch. <laughs> no big deal. No big deal. But let me just show you how deep I roll. That's a 10 spot. <laughs> yeah. It may, may, hey, my name's Cameron. Maybe you met my best friend. His name's Jefferson. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it worked. It did. See, all the physical feats of strength you just to give didn't work. $10. Cash? That talks. <laughs> yeah, it does. $10, on the other hand. <laughs> yeah. So, guys out there, if you're single and you've tried all the feats of strength, you're working out, want to be impressive, the girls aren't looking for that. No. They're looking for money. Slipper yeah. a 10. Yeah, just, just, <laughs> just scrounds up some change and head on over to Coinstar. No, cancel, cancel your gym membership <laughs> right. and yeah. use that money on extra tips. You go TJ Fridays mm-hmm. consistently. Chili's 2 at the airport. Chili's <laughs> T-O-O, yeah. Chili's 2 at the airport. That's all you need. You just need some cash. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Well, uh, yeah. So uh, write in. You're uh, welcome. <laughs> tell us your stories of failed attempts to impress the opposite sex. Or we'll just, as a staff and podcast team, we'll just keep writing all week long on the feedback page. We'll just. Yeah, over- we've we got, got more tons. stories. Yeah. Cameron will probably think yeah. of more. Yeah, yeah, it's really bad. I'm full of them. So write in. Go to relevantmagazine.com. Go to the podcast episode page. And post your replies there. If you want to call us and tell us your story, uh, email us at podcast at relevantmagazine.com and tell us your Skype name. Many thanks to New Lore for coming in and performing. Check them out at their website, newlore.com. It's N-E-U-L-O-R-E.com. And uh, pick up the new issue of Relevant. It's our biggest issue ever uh, at newsstands, at really good newsstands nationwide. <laughs> or in two weeks... You'll be able to download the interactive tablet Ooh. edition in the App Store. Wow. Uh, subscribe now. It's 15 bucks. You get four albums. It's a good deal. And you keep our lights on, which would be nice. Keep this quality coming to you. Keep this quality content coming. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to miss this, folks. Never mind. Don't do it for that reason. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so on that note, that'll do it. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Maya Strang. I'm Josh Luan Loveless. I'm Jesse Carey. That's Chad Michael Snavely. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Relevant Podcast. For more, go to relevantmagazine.com. Maybe I'll get out of the skating rink. Some kids will probably be pretty impressed.